Hello, my name's Christiana, and welcome to the Oceanside Community Church Podcast. We're a church in Parksville on Vancouver Island with a vision to be fully devoted children of God, fully mature in Jesus Christ, and fully alive with the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to join us weekly on this journey. For more information about our church, visit our website at oceansidecommunitychurch.ca or download our mobile app. We pray that you'll be blessed and equipped by today's teaching. So today, uh, my message is pretty broad, right? Not looking inward, but looking outward. We are going to be looking at a passage uh, with the final words of Jesus before his ascension. And then we're going to be talking about how to be the church scattered. So if you don't have a Bible with you, there is a black table at the back of the sanctuary uh, with Bibles for you to use. So if I see you get up, I'm going to stall for you so you can go get one. And uh, if you don't own a Bible at all, we invite you to take one and to just keep it. It's yours. And once you have a Bible, please turn with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So that's Acts 1, 8. And if you're able to, please stand with me for the reading of God's word. And this verse, it's uh, Jesus after his resurrection speaking to his disciples. This is Acts 1, 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. May God bless the reading of his word. You can all be seated now. So in this passage, Jesus, he tells his disciples that they're going to be witnesses of Christ, that they're going to do this in Jerusalem and beyond, and that this mission will be initiated by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about how we can and are trying to be Christ's witnesses with the mission that's laid out for us, the movement that Jesus' words indicate, and the method, how we go about witnessing. First off, we have a mission. Oceanside Community Church, uh, we want to embrace that mission or commission that Jesus gives us in Matthew 28, when he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1.8, Jesus, he wants his disciples to be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And at Oceanside, we want to be witnesses to the world. We believe in missions and we partner with global workers who are living in other nations, uh, sharing the gospel with people there. And we actually had the privilege a couple years ago to send a team to Thailand uh, to work under uh, Zach and Megan Wiley, two global workers who we, uh, alongside other churches, helped to financially support the work of. And I think there's anybody, is anybody here on that Thailand trip? Yes, over there. We've got a, half the team over there. Yeah, we want to send people out into the world. And I believe that there are people here, even kids and uh, teens, in Oceanside, who God will call to go to the ends of the earth. You guys believe that? Sweet. We're in agree. We agree then. And I know when I say the end of the world, some of you are asking, like, like even the Coombs, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Coombs does sort of feel like the end of the earth to me sometimes. <laughs> deep, deep Coombs, right? 
Anyways, we're to lead people to Jesus through our words and actions. We're to show new believers what it's like to follow Jesus, saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And we're to support them as they grow into the disciples of Jesus. Jesus, he changes lives. He offers eternal salvation, and we are to make that known to others. And throughout the Gospels, Jesus, he also advocates for the poor and the needy, right? He spends time taking care of people's physical needs. He feeds, uh, he feeds the hungry, right? He's healing the sick. The book of uh, James, it tells us to take care of orphans and widows, right? Jesus, he also treated people who hadn't even accepted him yet uh, with love and dignity, right? Having deep conversations with them that were honest but also gentle. So there's another part of our calling there in the world to look around and do something about the needs of others, following that example of Jesus. But when we speak about the movement into the mission field, it's important to note that Jesus, when giving this final instruction to the disciples before his ascension, starts by naming Jerusalem, right, where the disciples already were. He says to be witnesses in Jerusalem, the place where they already found themselves in, in all Judea, right, the broader region that they were familiar with, in Samaria, which was a bit farther out and with some big cultural differences, and to the ends of the earth, right? There is a charge here to spread out, to scatter and share the gospel throughout the world, starting with the place they were in. So as believers in Oceanside, who are also called to make disciples of all nations, knowing that some of us will be called to go into those far parts of the world, we should not forget about the place we already find ourselves in. Right? One of Oceanside Community Church's mission statements is that we embrace the mission of God in our community. We embrace the mission of God in our community. We want to engage this community and be the church scattered. Every Sunday when we walk into the sanctuary, you walk past uh, the doors, and above the doorway, you can see the words, the church gathered, right? Because the church, meaning those who believe and follow Jesus, are coming together to connect and worship Jesus and be built up. And as you walk out of our sanctuary, above the doorway, you see the words, the church scattered. Because as you walk out, those same followers of Jesus are leaving to scatter the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So how do we do this? What methods do we use to fulfill God's commands to spread the gospel and to care for the needs of our community? Right? Once uh, we've scattered, what do we do? Like, don't, be, don't be afraid to go out the doorway just yet. Uh, I want to, I'm still growing in this area myself, and I want to try and provide uh, a lot of ideas for how we can live this out. So I want to talk about a few things that our church is already doing uh, that you can be a part of. And then I'd like to also talk about things that we can do in our personal lives in each of our unique contexts. And as I was preparing this week and thinking of each of these things, they kind of fell into three categories. And the categories are programs, events, and personal relationships. So our regular organized programs are meant to fill needs in this community. Right? Many of you participated throughout the years in the Arrington Breakfast Program, which provides uh, 30 students at Arrington Elementary School uh, a breakfast every school day. 
And uh, this year, we also had the opportunity to start being a pickup site for the Good Food Program, uh, which provides affordable produce to families all throughout the Oceanside area. Uh, the Alpha course has been going on for a few weeks, uh, and people on all, from all faith backgrounds, right? people who have never explored faith, people who have been believers for decades, are gathering together for a meal and to ask and discuss questions about faith and God. We also have exciting news that we want to share with you that uh, after a COVID-induced hiatus for a couple years, we will be able to resume our care home ministry at Trillium Lodge in Parksville. And we're also going to be able to relaunch uh, in the new year our Arrington Elementary Reading Program, where uh, people from our church go to read with students who might need help in the area of reading or don't have somebody to regularly read with them or to them. So uh, if you want to, if you're interested in any of those, especially the the care home ministry or uh, the reading program, you can sign up at the Welcome Center for more information. Events also throughout the year are a great opportunity to let people know about our church and what we're about. Uh, Oceanside's Jenna Stavroff, is Jenna here? I don't see Jenna, but she's around. Jenna has actually been leading the, uh, heading up the Coombs Candy Walk on Halloween night for the last few years, providing a fun, safe place uh, for families to trick-or-treat if they don't live in suburbs. And for the last three years, on Halloween night, the Young Adults Group has been gathering for Treat the Street, our Treat the Street event, where we set up tables, signs, and lights so that we can be as visible as possible on a night usually marked with dark themes, right? And we give kids who walk by handfuls of candy, we pour families hot chocolates, and we even make sure to have some, you know, some nicer, more sophisticated chocolate for, uh, for parents. Actually, I, I actually have one right here. Would anyone like this? Anyone like this one? Okay, I see Joy, should I throw back there? I feel like I should not. Hey Paul, can I, can I give this to you to deliver? Thank you. All right, thanks, enjoy. Yeah, and, you know, Treat the Street this year also provided several opportunities for us to let people know about our church. We had conversations with people about faith and their beliefs, their faith backgrounds. We were able to invite a few people to Alpha and just chat over some hot chocolate, letting people know, hey, we're Christians who care about kids and families in this community, and we're not totally weird. Like, we're a little, not totally weird, right? <laughs> Events like our fall launch... And holiday services like Easter and on Christmas Eve, they're great for inviting friends and family members into our Christ-centered celebrations. And other events like kids' performances in church on Sundays, sometimes we have that uh, around Christmas time. And baptisms, those are uh, special for families and friends to attend, and they are a great witness to others. Actually, last week we had four people get baptized here, all surrounded by friends and family to watch them make this public declaration of faith. It was pretty special. Events, they're, they're a great tool. They're a great way to introduce somebody to a community that, under regular circumstances, they may not want to engage with. But there are some people who, honestly, will just never come to a church event, who are never going to come to a church service, and they might need somebody to go to them. Right? They might need us to go to them and to preach the gospel. And it's important for us, for that reason, to have personal relationships with people in our community and to witness through our personal relationships. Think relationship with witness 
and witness with relationship. Because I kind of see the way we witness through our relationships on a spectrum with two extremes, right? On one end, we can aggressively share the gospel without ever truly taking the time to listen to someone, care for their needs, or to build a relationship with them. And then on the other end, we can sometimes have deep, lifelong sometimes friendships and relationships with people without ever sharing the gospel, offering prayer, talking about Jesus, right? And I understand that sometimes God will call us to share the gospel with someone we don't know, and sometimes it does take years, maybe even decades, for somebody to truly grasp what we're sharing with them. What I'm trying to say is that I think good relationships will empower our witness, and I think that if you have good relationships, you should be bold, And share Jesus. Share that one special thing in your life with them. So how can we be closer to the middle of this spectrum? We're embracing, we we embrace both relationships and testimony. I think we got to be different. We got to be different. We need to offer something better than what the world has to offer. We need to offer what only Jesus provides. We got to love better than the world does. We gotta forgive like God forgives. We gotta we gotta be better at responding to being wronged. We gotta turn the other cheek. We gotta do these things so that people ask why. Like what why are you so different? Why do you act this way? So that we can tell people, hey, it's actually because of what God has done in my life. And he can do it for you too. We also need to be ready. We gotta be ready. First Peter chapter three. Verse 15 says, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. It's kind of a tongue twister, right? I'm going to read it again. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So we should be prepared to share our testimony. And we should also be prepared to share recent testimony of what God has done for us. Because he didn't just save you and then leave you alone, right? God is still doing things in your life. And we also need to be ready to obey when the Holy Spirit prompts us to preach the gospel. Eugene Peterson, he writes about fully integrating your faith into all parts of your life so that witnessing through things like hospitality just come effortlessly, right? We want our witness to just pour, just flow out of us naturally, excuse me (laughs) Uh, one of the ways one microscopic way that I've tried to do this in my own life is you know and it might sound kind of silly is that I've really tried to make the words God bless you uh, a regular part of my speech right so in the past uh, when I've wanted to say this to people even though I really did want to bless them uh, it would come out sounding sort of forced and kind of clunky right? So I decided I was going to say it frequently until it didn't feel that way anymore. So now I say it to each of my kids when I drop them off at school, when I kiss them goodnight, you know, I say it to my wife, I text it to my friends, God bless you, and now it really does feel effortless uh, to tell somebody, God bless you. Paul, God bless you, Paul. (laughs) Yeah. And we need to do this all out of love, right? 
1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, it says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. It's tough. So without love in your heart, clang, clang, rattle, bing, bang, as Robert Munch would say, right? if any of you are familiar with that. Right? People, they're not projects. People aren't projects. We're called to love God and love others, not to change and fix other people. We're called to love them. We don't change hearts. Jesus, Jesus is the one that changes hearts. We know that because he's done it for us. So our job is to bear witness to what he's done in our lives and who he is. The mission that's laid out, the mission that's laid out for us is to go and make disciples. The movement that Jesus indicates is the scattering of the church. And the method is witnessing through the variety of ways we've talked about and others that like, I haven't thought about. But before we embark on this mission, movement, and the methods of Jesus, we need to pay attention to what makes it all possible. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, verses 4 and 5 says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And again, we're going to read Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we need to wait on the Holy Spirit the one who initiates our ministry. The Holy Spirit is the one who equips us and empowers us for ministry. And this morning, we're going to spend some time waiting on the Holy Spirit. Because I think some of us, some of us, we got to be filled up. Some of us might need instruction. Some of us might need God to do something really powerful in us so that we can have something to share. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or download our mobile app for more content. If you're in the area, we hope to see you soon. Until next time, may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you as you live by His Spirit.